Oh, Tara, I'm telling you, I didn't think my week could get any busier, but this one, this one, it's one for the record books. I tell you, so busy. I need a vacation. Me too. I feel you. I feel like there's so much to do. I can't do it all. And I'm like almost on the verge of tears every day because <laughs> I, like my list just yeah. keeps growing. I think this is just what adulting is now. I think that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> I hate but it. We need to take breaks. We, we deserve to take breaks. You got anything coming up for the summer just to like decompress? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, hey, what's up? Welcome to the store. I'm Tara. This is Natalie. Hi. Let us know if you need anything. We'll be over here behind the counter. Complaining yeah. about our busy lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I do have some plans coming up. I, a vacation, thank God, coming up. I'm going to L.A. I'm going to see Paul McCartney. Oh, that's so incredible. Yeah, Sir Paul McCartney. Cruel World Fest. Super Which cool. is Blondie, Devo, Psychedelic Furs. Uh, can you just like video call me and just sort of like <laughs> hold the camera around your head so I can watch it and live vicariously through you? Yes, yes. I hate to say it, but Morrissey is on the lineup and I'm kind of want to see him. I'm going to stand there looking very angrily, but kind of maybe <laughs> enjoying the songs. Um, it's okay. We'll no judgment. Ho- yeah. Hopefully he doesn't talk, you know. <laughs> Um, Doubtful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, look who it is. Oh, hey. How's it going? Hi, Zeno. What's up? How are y'all? <laughs> it's good to see you. How are things? Uh, pretty good. You know, just surviving, basically. Yeah, that's kind of that's what we were just, the game. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about the same thing, trying to survive our many things to do. You just had a show in Atlanta recently. Yes. Yeah. Social studies. I, yeah. With uh, Voice of Saturn and uh, Pyramid Club. Great show. I had to DJ, so I missed it. I'm sad. That I missed <laughs> it. But wait, were you in the crowd at MJQ after the show? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I thought I saw you from afar, but maybe I'm blending weekends. That could <laughs> entirely possible. <laughs> so much going on. Well, that's awesome. Um, I don't know. Tell, can you tell Natalie about your project, Social Studies? Social Studies is me and Christopher DeVoe. I'm like the, not the guest artist, but like the front man kind of. And like social studies is basically Chris working with a bunch of different people. I'm probably like the main constant, but it's like a ton of different people that he works with, which is why he chose to call it social studies. Yeah. Uh, Because it's like his, you know, kind of like his social network. That's cool. I always thought it was you two. I didn't even realize it was like a, a rotating cast. Yeah, it's it's usually different people. And sometimes I'm, I mean, I think we're like four, four or five deep at this point. So sometimes it's mostly me and other times it's mostly the other people. And sometimes it's like a mix. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Chris was in the store recently and we were talking about music books. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's always a great discussion. Yeah, that was a good one. I've actually seen social studies. I've seen you 
you and Chris specifically put on a show together and it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Where was that? That is a great question. And because I have a garbage memory, I don't remember. It might have been like a <laughs> like a house party even. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I, know, yeah. I know the show you're talking about. That's cool. I know it's more than hip hop. It's so much more than that. Do you use samples when you? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, t- <laughs> there's a ton of samples in there. Uh, I mean, and we joked that like the early, I mean, he's always mixed in his own music with the stuff he does with the sample collages. But we always joke that like that the early, the first social studies record could never, ever be released. <laughs> like, like released. Oh, yeah. There's, so, there's mm. too many samples on it. Yeah. You'd have to get it cleared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tara, we were talking about that too. Like we've been flirting with the idea of sampling, but neither of us have tried it yet for that very reason. Yeah. We're too afraid. We don't want to be sued. <laughs> we don't want any of that smoke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on how you, how you do it, you know, um, as far as like masking it. But if you want it to be like recognized, then yeah, it's, it's tougher. It's a lot tougher. Yeah. I mean, so I feel like Samples is a conversation that we've regularly or that we keep having. We talked about Daft Punk recently, pretty in in depth discussion about Daft Punk because they, you know, sample so many artists, like a lot of funk they've sampled. Disco, Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We should, what do you guys think? Should we play the high fidelity game and list off our top five samples? Sure. Seems, Seems apt. Yes, we should do that. Let's do it. Yes, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Who wants to go first? I'll go first today. Awesome. This was incredibly difficult for me. I always give this (laughs) speech before we do a top five because it's just impossible. But samples, uh, this one was particularly difficult because they're just an endless list of really, really good ones. Yeah, there's So. so many. I'm with you. Like, there's also... There's songs with multiple samples and you just, if you hear them, it's almost like, wow, this is genius how they've done this, you know? Mm-hmm. So to choose one is really hard. Just one out of like one song even. Yeah. And you know, another issue I'm having too, as I'm thinking about my list here, like where's the line between a sample situation and like a remix situation? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Ghetto Superstar almost. Like... Right. How it's well, I guess it's more of an interpolation. They yeah, kind of I was just about to say that. Yeah. Re-sing Islands in the Stream. Yeah. So maybe we'll make a note for the future. We should do like a, a top five remixes one day. But I did oh, my yeah. I'm gonna do my best to keep those two concepts separated in my brain here. Cool. But all right, let's dive in. These are loosely in order. My number one is definitely my number one. That one I'm committed to. Gotcha. All right, so number five. We've got SWV right here. Which uses the Michael Jackson human nature sample. Yes, that's one Love of my it. favorites. Love it. <laughs> yeah, so this was a a remake of their debut single all the way back in 92. Can you believe it? No, that I can't believe it. It came out in 92. It Don't was on their debut me. album, <laughs> right? 
on their debut album, It's About Time, which if you recall, is just loaded up with so bangers. Many. Yeah, they had like seven singles on that record and they were all jams. I'm so into you, weak, downtown, crazy. And it went triple platinum, so that was definitely well-deserved. I contributed um, as a preteen. I had that CD. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a great album. Too. So good. Yeah, so this particular track, I mean, it was just, it was a huge hit, like worldwide. And it stayed on the charts for like 50, over 50 weeks, which is one of the longest runs in history. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was on the Free Willy soundtrack. <laughs> which oh my god! Which I don't think I've ever seen, but I do remember the video having like clips of Free Willy, you know, cut into it when I thought that was really odd when I was a kid. Hold on. You've never seen Free Willy? I've never seen Free Willy, no. It's sad. Yeah. I, I don't know if I need to fill in that blank. You haven't seen it either, Dana? No, not all the way through. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because Free Willy was one of those movies, like if you remember like cable in the late 80s and 90s, you could, you could like see a movie, but never all at once. <laughs> Because oh, they would yeah. play, mm -hmm. play them so much, you know? So I feel like I've seen it, like, separately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So a couple of fun facts about this track. The SWV members, they were not really feeling this remake. They thought it was too boring. That's hilarious. Which I think, yeah. So it almost didn't happen. And you know the voice in the background that says, S double U to the V. S double That. That was Pharrell Williams. It was his first what? Like, time on record. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It was his, his, uh, his debut, debut recording. So, of course, this song features Human Nature um, from Michael Jackson's Thriller, produced by the great Quincy Jones. But did you know that the song Human Nature was originally written by Steve Porcaro from Toto? No. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah, that was I never knew that. It's based on like an incident his young daughter had with the boy kind of roughing her up at school and she's like in tears and going, "Why? Why? Why?" And her dad's consoling her and saying, "Oh, maybe he likes you or it's just human nature." And then he like sat down and just wrote the whole song. It just came out. Wow. Yeah. So, this is funny. I when I DJ, sometimes I'll play Closer by Nine Inch Nails, Human Nature by Madonna. Because it's very oh. much like in the same like sexy vein. And then Human Nature by SWV because it's all like human nature. Ooh. What an <laughs> it's interesting fun. combo. Oh, yeah. It's a, fun combo. it's a fun little thread of blends. Wow. That's cool. And so Human Nature, this song wasn't even intended for Michael Jackson. Like Quincy Jones heard the demo on accident and like his magic ears started tingling and he just had to have it. So oh, Wow. Yeah. So Quincy Jones was gonna sing the song, but then ended up giving it to Michael? Well, no, he heard the demo from Steve Porcaro. He wasn't supposed to, he wasn't even supposed to hear it. It was like an accident that it was still in the deck or, or whatever. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But he gotcha. just heard a small clip of it and was like, oh, what's that? Yeah. I got it now. Yeah, I'm following. Cool. All right. So that's my number five. Next up, I've got. This group was tough because there, there were so many contenders for specifically this group. I didn't know which one to go with, but ultimately I've chosen Wu-Tang Clan Tears. Which uses Wendy Renee's After Laughter Comes Tears.
So we're staying in the 90s here. This came out, what, in 93 on their debut album, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, one of my favorites, produced by RZA. This whole album was like, I probably was too young to be listening to it, <laughs> as hardcore as I was. But I mean, I love this album, The Mystery of Chess Boxing. I would, I would pay to find a clip of like preteen me rhyming this whole song because that was <laughs> that was my jam. So the sample, Wendy Renee, kind of a cool story. A young woman by the name of Mary Frierson or Frierson, she co-wrote the song with her brother Johnny, and she was only 17 years old uh, when the song was released in 1964 on Stax Records under the name Wendy Renee, as christened by the great Otis Redding. Ooh, yeah. Nice. And so I've actually I've heard the sample used a few times. I want to say Ariana Grande has a song using this sample. So yeah, it's called, the song is called Fake Smile, and she uses the exact same sample. You mentioned uh, you don't think you should have been listening to this as a child. I feel like there's so many like that from the 90s, especially. <laughs> mm -hmm. We could do a whole other game of that too. Exactly, right? I want to sex you up. Let's talk about sex. Salt and pepper. There's so many. So many. Oh, we're coming up with some really good hi-fi hi -fi topics. Make Darling sure Nikki? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop. Sex yeah. You Up has that great Slick Rick uh, vocal sample from, I think that's uh, Lottie Dottie. It TikTok, is. You Don't Stop. TikTok, which is all... Don't Stop, Stop. Yeah. yeah. Indeed, yeah. Indeed. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank God my parents really were not paying attention to what... <laughs> I mean, right. maybe they exactly. didn't care. Maybe like, she's going to hear it anyways. Just let her go. They have no idea. Like listening back to some of that stuff now as an adult, I'm like, oh. And then you get all the layered, the innuendo too. Like, yeah. And I was oh, yeah. just singing and rapping at the top of my lungs, man. Had no idea what I was talking about. Yep. All right, let's move on. Number three, Portishead, Biscuit. <laughs> Featuring Johnny Ray's I'll Never Fall in Love Again. I'll never fall in love again. It's all over now. It takes a heart to know. Wow, I'm like going in, in chronological order here. We've gone 92 to 93, and now we're in 94 with uh, Portishead's debut album, Dummy. All of this was not pre planned, I swear. Sure. Sure. Yeah, so Dummy, everybody knows about that, like the quintessential trip-hop album, even though Portishead doesn't like to call it that. <laughs> um, went triple platinum in the UK. I found a cool quote from Jeff Barrow. He says, we had the song, we had the beat, we had the parts, but we just didn't have the thing that was the other instrument on top. There were always records everywhere, and I just had a box of like 60s pop. Could be anything, just rubbish that I might be able to take a snare drum for, from or whatever. So I had Johnny Ray, I'll Never Fall in Love Again, and it just worked. I had to slow it down a bit with my hands to make it fit, which I think is pretty clever. So I have also something related on my list, but we'll save it. <laughs> so because I'm not a DJ, I, I have to ask you this, Tara. When he says I had to slow it down a bit with my hands, is he like literally in real time feeding the record it sounds like that's what he's saying but i i mean why didn't he just use the tempo thing i'm sure he was using techniques or something maybe okay. not i don't know that's probably, what I don't know. 
it probably wasn't slow enough and he was he was uh applying pressure to the actual platter that mm-hmm. the record sits on to make it go slower hmm. Interesting. but why not just like pitch it down a little bit i don't know i don't know what his equipment was i guess so i can't assume so this johnny ray track i'll never fall in love again came out in 1959 and i chose this one for how like masterfully I think this sample is used in the composition. It's such a, like a stark contrast from the vibe of the original, you know? And like that whole scratching section where he replays, I'll never fall in love again. And then it's pinned at the end with it's all over now, I think is like a really, a really clever touch. And like one detail near the end of the song that's always hit me hard is the way he delays that last it's all over now for just two additional beats at the end of the song. There's something about that small detail that gives it that added sense of finality for both the music and the story. And it's just, it's little details like that that I think really separates good producers from great producers. It's just so impactful and it's just a small touch, you know? Yeah. So I actually did a um, trip hop episode of my stream last night. And at the end, I was like, okay, we're going to watch this video. So you remember when Portishead did that whole Roseland NYC live thing? Mm-hmm. And it just blows my mind that despite all these elements like samples from these electronic these electronic elements and then samples, then they have their whole live instrumentation. It, everything is just so perfectly put together. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. Highly recommend watching the live in Roseland, Portishead performances. They're all on YouTube. You can watch them all at once or each video separately. It's just, yeah, it blows my mind seeing them in action. Yeah, that's great. I've got that on uh, Blu-ray, DVD, whatever. It's fantastic. And they started writing those songs for Dummy in Nina Cherry's kitchen. Yeah. That's yeah, fun. that's, that's fun. crazy. Tidbit. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because I think, was it Jeff or... The other guy uh, was working on remi- remixes or something for her partner at the time. Mm-hmm. So and they Nana just started Cherry writing. Is super cool. Yeah. So yeah. Those are some She's, good roots. Yeah, for real. All right. We're in the home stretch. Number two, Yasin Bey, formerly known as Most Deaf, Miss Fat Booty. Aretha Franklin's One Step Ahead. I know I can't afford to stop for one moment Cause I'm just out of reach of your finger All right, so we're jumping jumping ahead a few years here. This came out in, what, 99 on Rockus Records on his uh, debut solo album, Black on Both Sides. Still a classic, always a classic. Uh, produced by Ayatollah, using Franklin's 1965 single, One Step Ahead. For me, this is one of the hottest beats in hip-hop, like still to this day. Just how well integrated this sample is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like in the main beat of the verses, you have that, the plucking of the guitar, which for me is a highlight of the original, so it's extra satisfying to hear it featured in the beat like that. So that's always the jam. <laughs> All right. Now, lastly, the two of you kind of spilled the beans early, but my number one sample track is Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh, <laughs> Lottie Dottie. 
She said, oh, it's all because of you. I'm feeling sad and blue. You went away and now my life is filled. Now this one's got layers because it both contains a super cool sample, um, a track called Sukiyaki by A Taste of Honey. And it, the song itself has also been sampled like an insane number of times. I think it's one of the most sampled songs of all time, easily over a thousand times by like hundreds of musicians. Do you have any of those like noted anywhere? You can tell us well, a few. We already brought up, I mean, it's got so many quotable little snippets that are iconic. It's got the TikTok, you don't <laughs> stop. We talked about, I want to sex you up. What's that group called again? Color Me Bad with yeah, two yeah, yeah. D's. Color Me Bad. <laughs> It's got, as we go with a little something like this, hit it. That's in everything. Oh, yep. <laughs> it's got Ricky, 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 can't you see? You got, you know, Biggie Smalls on mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, Mira Mira on the wall. Who is the top choice of the wall? Like, uh, you could go on and on. That whole song is called So the many. Wall, right? <laughs> yeah. So many. So the sample that I'm highlighting in the song is the stanza where Slick Rick sings, it's all because of you. I'm feeling sad and blue. That is a song <laughs> called Sukiyaki by A Taste of Honey, whom you may also know from their big hit, Boogie Oogie Oogie, right? Boogie yeah. Boogie till you just can't boogie no more. Um, <laughs> but the song is actually a cover of a Japanese song called I Look Up As I Walk by Q Sakamoto from 1961, which was a huge hit in its own right. It's one of the best-selling singles of all time. Uh, fun fact, A Taste of Honey's version was produced by George Duke. And George Duke, everything he touch, touches yeah. turns to gold in my book. So let's see. Lottie Dottie came out in 85. It was a collaborative B-side on Dougie Fresh and the Fresh Crew single, The Show. And it's just like a masterclass in like hip hop, right? With just Dougie Fresh doing his thing. Yeah, pretty much with Dougie Fresh beatboxing. Slick Rick doing his like signature storytelling style of rap. It's, it's just perfection. Now, unfortunately, I'll, I'll end here, but unfortunately due to licensing issues, the section that I'm talking about with the Sukiyaki sample, it doesn't appear in the CD versions of the track. Right. They, they did the same thing on the show with that um, the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Uh, segment. Yeah. Where he sings Michelle. Oh, right, right. Oh, oh that's a bummer. Yeah. Took that out later. Later versions. Hmm. How much of that song do you know by heart, Zeno? Uh, Lottie Dottie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, it, I've heard it so many times. Probably a lot of it, but like it would, I would need to like hear it to get started. You know what I mean? To get right, started right. off. It's like an autopilot thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, but I'm not a big memorization person. <laughs> But yeah, that, mm. that it's it's in my DNA kind of. When I was, I guess I was in middle school, we would like have a tape and we, there was a period where we listened to that like every day on the bus on the way to school. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I probably wouldn't claim to know it by heart, but anytime I've been like with some friends and it comes on, everybody just starts going, just... <laughs> It's like you're in a trance and you like, man, I really do know this entire song. That's crazy. How's that possible? Yep. But you're you're more of a, a freestyler, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Huh. 
Can you talk about like how you discovered that talent specifically? Oh yeah, that's a good question. It's it's a fun, it's a funny story. Uh, I was li- the first time it happened was actually I was listening to it was LL Cool J's third album. It was Walking with a Panther album, and I think the song was It Gets No Rougher. And I was listening to it, and I really liked that song. And then when the song ended, I just kept. I just kept, I was like singing along to the song. And then after it ended, I just kept going. Oh, wow. Just riffing. Oh, yeah. For like, just like a bar or two. And then maybe a year after that, like when me and my friends are like right around, we just, I just started doing it, you know, just very simple stuff. And that was like 1990. I never really quit. And when I went to college, the first time that I went to college, I met other people that were into it and we would do it together. So I just never stopped doing it. So it's literally from just absorbing, <laughs> absorbing the music, I guess, and just being really into it. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's cool. I mean, I feel like even if I tried, I would get so just like hung up on my words. I mean, I do that just with talking. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I would overthink it. I think, how do you... How do you keep that just like flow of consciousness going? Do you, you can't overthink it. Like you just have to go with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. It's like a, it's like riding a bicycle or playing like drums. Mm. It's like multiple things going on at once, you know? And, and once you get locked into it, you don't even realize you're doing it. And like what I do is different from what a lot of people do because I don't necessarily, necessarily try to make sense or like, go in a specific direction you know um so some people there's even another layer of like oh i'm a i'm gonna i'm not gonna say this word yet i'm gonna hold it which i do sometimes but it's just not as satisfying for me you know uh to do it that way but yeah yeah it's it's a lot going on at once have you ever come up with something and like surprised yourself in the moment (laughs) You're like, yeah, that was a good line. I didn't write that down. Where'd that come from? Yeah, but you can't really acknowledge it or else you'll stop rapping by accident. (laughs) So you just gotta, you just gotta like, you know, quickly be like, oh, that was cool. And just keep going, (laughs) keep going. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Well, that's my top five. I just wanted to say about that last one. It's been sampled 1,064 times. Oh, and Sorry. It's been sampled in 1,064 songs, mm. which is huge. That makes sense. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, he's it just and it crosses genres too. Like, uh, yeah. what's his name? Robbie Williams has a has a sample of this. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just the song is everywhere. That's crazy. Yeah, actually, it's the number five most sampled song. I believe it. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. That was a great right. list. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you great very much. Great list and great research. I wish I had done research. I'm just <laughs> going off my own person, you know. No. Uh, well, you just wandered into the store. We caught you off guard. No that's worries. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, All right, actually, I'm the baton over. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a question for you, though, Zaino, related to your music projects. How do you, or I don't know, maybe this is a Chris DeVoe question. Like, how do you guys choose samples for, for your music? Yeah, that is a Chris question because in social studies, he does all the productions, but I know he's always like listening to stuff and he's he's always 
finding sounds, you know, just through his own record and music, you know, love. Yeah. And some, and when he hears stuff that he wants to use, you know, he just grab it up. I mean, he's even the same way with like equipment. He's always like messing around with different equipment and like getting different pieces and getting inspired from that too. So, yeah, I think it's just from what, what he's listening to in his normal purview. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's really good at, at pulling out chunks of a song that just really got a heavy vibe to it. Like he's got a really good ear for that. I hope his ears are tingling right now because we're (laughs) sending him some props. Yeah. Cool stuff from movies too. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, just like sounds too. Sounds and like talk dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Nice, kind of like an MF Doom thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love that. It's like action hero cartoons and things. Sounds. That's cool. Definitely. Nice. Well, I'm excited to hear what your list is. Like, what did you put on your list? Uh, mine. I, mine. I can't rank mine because I love all of them so much. But I'll probably start with um, drag rap. By the Showboys. Which is uh, a New York early 80s hip hop song that basically been, ended up being the template for bounce music. Ooh, so, like, cool. if you hear that, that's, that's, where, that's, that's in a lot of bounce songs. It comes from drag rap. And drag rap itself is they took the three notes from the dragnet theme and replayed it on like an 80s keyboard. And it's that bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Also, which is a huge part of New Orleans bounce music. And so this this song got so popular in New Orleans that they, when bounce music first started, they just started rap, rapping on the instrumental of this song or a loop of this song. And that birthed like a whole other genre, a whole other subgenre of rap music. So yeah, it's um, it's a cool song too. It's basically about like these kind of like mobster, gangster, kidnapping tales set in like 1980s New York, <laughs> which has nothing to do with bounce music, but the beat is so infectious. And if I if you heard it, you would be like, oh. <laughs> like everything comes from from this one thing yeah so so that's really cool it's one of those songs kind of like um trans europe express that kind of like birthed a whole like genre yeah that's dope yeah i'm i'm just saying nice for what the breakdown sampled it also which then ties back into the whole like new orleans bounce stuff and you know big frida mm-hmm. also rapping on that song and just yeah that's cool look this there's a comment in the youtube video that says three six mafia made a whole 30 year career off of this one track <laughs> <laughs> yeah they did actually saw them in the list of songs that sampled it it's hilarious yeah lil wayne twista drake drake again in my feelings and nice for what? Mm-hmm. Death grips even. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Nice, cool. All right, you starting off strong. I like that. Yeah, one. starting off strong. Okay, what's next? Um, this next one has been used in so many songs. I can't. I don't even. 
I can't even think of a specific one, but it's Hard Times by Baby Huey. Which has got this crazy, like, intense horns, bass, and drums that is just like, it sounds like a hip-hop. It's one of those songs that sounds like a hip-hop song already. Yeah. Before it's ever even before it's ever even been you know messed with or sampled. That's like the Edge. Oh, David McCallum. Okay. Yeah, David McCallum, the Edge. It's like the Dre uses it. Dum, 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 dum. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, David Axelrod. Well, the part that's like dun, 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 That's David McCallum, but then the other thing I think is the Axel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. But I know, yeah, it's like that same way you described it. It's like, it sounds like it would be a hip-hop song immediately. Like, someone take this and just do a song. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. But Hard Times, uh, Baby Huey. I know KRS-One used it on his first solo album. Uh, pretty sure Jungle Brothers used it. It's just like a hard-hitting, soul, yeah. soulful song. And then what he's singing about on it is just, he's singing about being broke and having to eat, like, sardines and like all the stuff going on around him and it's really it's really cute cool and i think um may have been produced by curtis mayfield i'm not sure baby huey was kind of a tragic figure because i think he 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 ended up taking his own life oh Um, man i'm not sure but yeah that that whole album is incredible but that song that has been sampled a lot is really amazing yeah i mean it looks like huge people sampled it like DJ Shadow, Chemical Brothers, uh, Tribe Called Quest is on Can I Kick It? But the Spirit Mix. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huge. Then um, another one is uh, It's More Fun to Compute by Kraftwerk. So... I think probably the crap, a lot of people know uh, Trans Europe Express sample, Planet Rock, but this group called Afro Rican used it in this song called Give It All You Got. And it's like in the, it's like this scary like stab of a keyboard that they use in the chorus. And then Fergie and Black Eyed Peas took Give It All You Got and turned it into Fergalicious. And so oh. that, that mm. craft work sample is like in the end of, so it's one of those things where it's like a triple, <laughs> like a yeah. sampling something that sampled something else to do kind of like this remake-ish, cover-ish. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's it's cool. And it's like just very jarring and scary and w- you wouldn't think that it would be used in like dance music, but it totally works. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And then, so that's three. Oh, next one's got to be uh, Nautilus by Bob James. which has been another one that's been used a bunch of times, notably in uh, Beast to the Rhyme by uh, Run DMC. It's like so Bob James is this jazz, funk, fusion, keyboardist. And like this song 
is another one that sounds already hip hop. It's got mm-hmm. a crazy drum break, drum break in, in near the end of it, and it's got crazy Fender Rhodes keyboard affected sounds going on all through it. So it's like very spacey, very moody and enigmatic sounding, and it's been used like over and over and over by so many people like over the years. Uh, tribe again on this one. Clap your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric B and Rakim. Yeah, Slick Rick even for a children's story. Yeah, yeah, Both yeah. Days. Children's story is basically a a crazy interpolation of Nautilus. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the the piano line. Dun, 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 that's Nautilus. Mm-hmm. Ghostface famously used it on Daytona 500. That's uh, mm-hmm. like that's like the main line of the song, like that guitar line. And then other people have used the keyboard parts later. And then if I was going to do a number one, it probably would be Impeach the President by the Honey Drippers. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the Honey Drippers in the house tonight. And they just got back from Washington, D.C. I think they got something they want to say. Another one which has been used, chopped up and made into like new drum sounds. And like, I even thought, I thought this, they used it so often when I was young before I knew about it, I thought it was like a drum machine sound. I didn't know that it came from a record. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah, and I think. Oh, the Chronic even uses this too. Yeah, it, it like hundreds, <laughs> hundreds yeah. of times. And these oh, yeah. like. 800. To be exact. It's very recognizable. Yeah. 805. <laughs> and I think even to loop back to Natalie's list, it's um, a lot of people don't realize uh, when people, the early beatboxers, when they would be beatboxing, they would be doing specific break beats. So on Lottie Dottie, I'm pretty sure that it's impeached that Dougie Fresh is, he's trying to cre- re- recreate oh, for, cool. yeah, you can hear like. I can totally hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that that's that's my five. Wow, that's, that's an awesome epic list. Yeah, that's an epic list. Okay, now we need a playlist of all of these, like <laughs> and the songs that sampled them, just like huge. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Man, that's a good list. Oh yeah. And what's crazy is like none that either of you mentioned I am that I have on my list. So <laughs> We're covering oh, we the have full no gamut. overlap. Oh, Not cool. one piece of overlap. That's wild to me. I've got two honorable mentions that always get Ooh. mentioned. Let's save that. Wow, man, that's a good list. Both of them. I don't know. I feel like mine maybe is a little different, uh, but different is good. Oh, uh, yeah. Those are great, though. Epic, epic. Okay, yeah. I guess I'll just jump right in. My first one, it's not like. The ultimate, the best, but I wanted to include something that the avalanches use that I love also, just because I feel like they are masters of samples. And even their first record, they had to basically totally rebuild because some of the songs, because they couldn't get some of those samples cleared, mm-hmm. um, which just shows like how masterful they've had to even like recraft some of those songs. But my first one is the song The Sky's the Limit by the Dupree's. From 
from 1968, and it is the main sort of sample part of the song Since I Left You by the Avalanches from 2001. Um, it's kind of like the doo-wop vocal harmonies, organs, flutes, acoustic guitars, and it's the chorus that's also from Main Attraction on Every Day. Um, and then uh, other samples in that song include Rose Royce's Daddy Rich and um, Tony Matilla's By the Time I Get to Phoenix. So, you know, of course, there's like a ton of samples in all those Avalanches songs, but mm -hmm. I really like this Sky's the Limit Dupree's sample a lot. You can never go wrong starting a song off with some doo doo doo. <laughs> yeah, some doo wop vocal harmonies. Always sets the mood. It does set the mood. Uh, so, yeah, that was my number five. Number four from 1969. And actually, mm, most of mine are from 1969, except for one, <laughs> which is wild. <laughs> This is actually a cover. It is the song You Showed Me by the Turtles. The Turtles covered the birds. The birds made the song in 1964. Turtles recorded their version in 1969, and then it was used for, uh, my favorite version of this sample is used for Supreme Beings of Leisure, Never the Same. Which came out in 2000, but also was featured on De La Soul's Transmitting from Mars. Mm -hmm. um, and Salt and Peppa even kind of did like an interpolation cover of it too. And Lightning Seeds. So kind of like all parts of my life, like at the 2000s, the 90s, the 80s. Oh man. <laughs> I love this song. This song is, this song is great. Mm -hmm. yeah. It has such an evocative melody too. Like mm -hmm. you don't hear melodies like this much anymore. Like if someone came out with this track today, it would sound just as fresh, just as unique as ever, I feel like. Do you think, who do you think modern day would come up with a melody like this? I kind of feel like maybe Tame Impala or like Harry Styles or something. Harry Styles. Oh, well, that's, that's an interesting question. Hmm. I don't even know. I, I, I agree. Maybe one of the more youngish, popish people. Yeah. Billy Eilish. Okay. Yeah, yeah brother. Billie Eilish would completely body a, a melody like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's put that energy into the universe. We want to we yeah. cover from Billie Eilish. We need melodies like this. Do it. Make it. Make it happen. Okay, number three is bigger, huger, more impactful. But it is Keep On Moving, Soul to Soul. Oh, yeah. So funny story, the reason why I actually chose this one is because I wanted to use the sample that was included in Primal Screams Loaded. 
Andrew Weatherall was a producer of the of that version. He used an Italian bootleg of Edie Brickell's What I Am. That bootleg included a sample of Soul to Soul's Keep On Moving. Wow. So, but also Keep On Moving is sampled in Tom's Diner, the 12-inch DNA version by Suzanne Vega. Yep. Um, and uh, also Just Another Day Dance Remix, John Cicada. <laughs> When's <laughs> nice. the last time you heard his name? <laughs> uh, sampled also in Art of Noise, Art of Love, 7-inch mix. We've been talking about Art of Noise a lot lately, I feel mm-hmm. like. But yeah, the rest of the song is um, made from parts of I'm Losing More Than I'll Ever Have. Um, and Sorry, the rest of the Primal Scream version, which is why I chose this one. So, And it also includes a vocal sample of the emotions, I Don't Want to Lose Your Love, and a drum loop from that Edie Brickell's thing, which includes the sample. And Robert Johnson's Terraplane Blues. Did Nellie Hooper co-produce Keep On Moving? Yes, that's correct. Nellie Hooper was a producer on Keep On Moving, which is funny because another thing last night with the trip hop stream, I was like, let's play Six Degrees of Nellie Hooper. And it's like, uh, here's a Bjork song. Nellie Hooper produced debut, um, Bjork's debut album. Then it was like, oh, here's uh, Massive Attack. Tricky was in Massive Attack. Uh, Tricky and Nellie Hooper were in The Wild Bunch. Like It's like (laughs) Six Degrees of Nellie Hooper. (laughs) That's a fun game. All right, we're moving right along. Okay, this one is so good and it's epic. Isaac Hayes, 1969, Walk On By. Cover of Dionne Warwick, but sampled in Portishead's Glory Box. Hoover Phonics to Wiki. Tricky's held around the corner. Yeah, sexy, slow, awesome, awesome beat. That one was definitely on my short list too. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, this last one changed music. Changed a whole genre of music, kind of like yours, uh, Zeno, with the bounce. I'm already forgetting the name of it. Drag rap. Drag rap. Yeah. By the Showboys? Yeah. Yeah. This one is much like that one. Probably one of the most sampled tracks of all time. 1969 again by the Winstons, the Almond Brothers song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most sampled of all time, like I said, sampled by NWA, a bunch of electronic music pioneers, The Prodigy, um, even David Bowie sampled this song, but it became a foundational beat for Jungle, basically like chopping parts of the beat and just like mm-hmm. speeding it up came, became this like critical, or not critical, but it became this very uh, elemental sound of Jungle. It's been sampled over 5,000 times. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, crazy. those big dirty drums, they sound good at any speed. And I feel like even if you tried to let, play them live, I don't know if you could really replicate that sound. It's just such a 
Like that specific sound, you can't get anywhere else straight from that. That sample, the Almond Brother drum break. I'm sure this has been analyzed plenty of times, but like, what do you think is so special about the Amen break? Like, what is it? I don't know. I saw, I'm sure y'all have seen the meme where they put the, the golden ratio over the, <laughs> over <laughs> no. stuff. And appa- apparently it, it, the Amen break lines up with it somehow. Like, really? Um, <laughs> I'm looking that up right now. I guess that's not- hilarious. notationally or something. I think, I think oh. I've seen that. Wow. I mean, I don't know. It just, it's just the sound, the embodiment of the sound. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if you can replicate it with like live drums, just the time that it was recorded and the how and, you know. There's a, re- a really good podcast that I listen to called 20,000 Hertz. It's a sound design podcast. And they just talk about all different elements of sound and sound design. And they have an episode on the Amen Break. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really good. What's that podcast called again? 20,000 Hertz. 20,000 hertz. All right. Yeah. So, like, now I want to see when or, like, where was this actually recorded? Because I know, like, when they're recording at Stax or if they're recording at Sun Record Studio or anywhere, there's certain recording studios that were just doing things totally different from anywhere else and not by the book, which gave it such a particular sound, especially like Sun Record Studio, for example, where. They're just in the tiny room. There was so much sound bleed everywhere, but it gave it that raw quality and that right. just like sound. <laughs> so I wonder if there's anything to that where the Winstons recorded that song and how they got those drums to be just kind of talk like about it. Big and podcast. dirty. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember where they said, but they, they go very, very in, de- in depth into that, all of that. That's cool. Sweet. Well, that's my list. Nice. Great list. I don't know Thank if this you. is true, but this list says Snow's Informer uses a sample of the Winstons, <laughs> which has to be the biggest flex for that track of all time. Oh, man. Out of biggest all 5,500 uses of this song, Snow, that's the one. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do you think, I don't know this, I haven't looked this up at all, but I wonder, they're probably not getting any credits for any of this stuff. Mm, any money. So. No money, I mean. Money credits. Yeah, especially because of those clips. Some artists independently started a GoFundMe, and people have been giving money to that, like Mm. outside of the infrastructure of the record labels or whatever. So there's that. Yeah, that's a noble effort. Yeah, it's something, I guess. Sweet. Should we go through our honorable mentions? Yeah. Uh, This was a really awesome list, by the way. Everyone, I learned so much. It's really fun. We got some choices. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Again, my runner up list is a mess. So I'll just like throw three of them out there. Um, Aaliyah's back and forth. Let me see you Which uses uh, Misdemeanor by Foster Silvers. Which on its own is like one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Also, Mad Villain. Operation Lifesaver, which uses George Duke's Prepare Yourself. And then The Far Side, Running. 
which has the sample from Stan Getz. And I can't pronounce this, so I'm not going to try. But it's Stan Getz and Luis Bonfa. Dana, what are yours? One of my runner-ups was Amen Break. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then the other one is Funky Drummer. George, uh, James Brown. Nice. I have Bomb Bomb, Sister Nancy. Again, very highly sampled by many, 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 many people. And uh, Danube Incident by Lalo Schifrin. Um, which is featured on Sour Times mm-hmm. by Portishead. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just ha- adds that sort of a spaghetti Western element, I think, to the song with her soulful vocals. Definitely. Another one that I had, which isn't actually a sample, but it's enough to where you hear it and you're like, this sounds just like this one. And that's like, wait, but it's really just a setting. It's a, It's a... Prefab setting on um, the Roland TR909 drum machine, and it's the the sample or the drum part that Schooly D uses in PSK. What does it mean? But also in Chapter House. Pearl and Susie and the Banshees kiss me, and so there's a connection there though, because. Um, the producer who was working with Sushi and the Banshee and Chapter House in 1991, his name is Stephen Haig, and I think he must have just like really loved the sound of it because he included it in both of those like hit tracks. So pretty funny. But yeah, it's not a sample, even though it's like, oh, shoot, did Chapter House sample Sushi and the Banshee? No, they came out the same year. It's just a prefab setting from the drum machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. High fives all around. High fives. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah. definitely a record store conversation. <laughs> yeah. Now there we have go. to go and buy up all the records that we mentioned today. Support your local record store. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess it's time for us to close up shop. Thanks, Zeno, so much for joining us and putting together your list on the fly like that. Oh, hey, Zeno. This is totally random, but can I ask you one last question before we sign off? Sure. Do you have a favorite freestyle of all time? Uh, I do. I have a few. <laughs> uh, there's one of most deaf. I think um, I think that's Washington Park, where they always used to. Uh, that's a really good one. Another one. There's another one where uh, Juice, this MC <laughs> named Juice, is on Sway Sway show. He goes for like. 15 minutes, it's like a 15 minute long mm-hmm. freeze him going off the top. Um, yeah, probably those two. All right. That's our homework. I'm going to check, yeah. check these two out. That's cool. All right. Well, again, thanks. Thanks so much oh, for sorry. joining us. Yeah, for no problem. Convos in the record store. Yeah. Yeah. Come back and hang out again. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Maybe there's something we can do about comic books and music. Or video games and music. Huge <laughs> amount of overlap there. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 
I don't have a huge amount of comic books, but pretty much everything that I own was recommended by Zaino. <laughs> well, you've been warned, so we have we have time. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Okay, okay, let's lock up shop. It's time to go home. All right, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Record Store Society is hosted by Natalie White and Tara Davies. If you'd like to contact the show, visit our website at recordstoresociety.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society.